In our last episode, we talked about the truth about social media and how social media can be leveraged to build and scale your business. Well, this week, I wanted to talk to someone who has leveraged social media tremendously in order to grow and scale his brand and his business. This week, I'm talking to Wade the Barber, Master Barber, Celebrity Barber, and Instagram Phenomenon. Don't miss this interview because he is going to give us some insight and really help those of you who might be barbers listening to the Marquee Brain Podcast to really think about how you can use social media to scale and grow your business. You don't want to miss this. You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Markeith Braden. Wade Menendez, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Marquee Brayton Podcast. I'm excited that you have decided to take some time out of your vacation to talk to me today. But before we get started, I want to share a little bit of your bio that's sitting right in front of me. And that is Wade Menendez, known around the world as Wade the Barber, is a master barber who has been in the barber field for over 13 years. With an impressive celebrity clientele, Wade is notoriously known for his impressive cuts that exemplify his distinct attention to detail to help his clients achieve their desired look. Wade received his license in 2004 from Avara's or Avery's Academy of Hair Design in Baltimore, Maryland. What started off as a hobby for him at age 12 grew to be his career that has landed him the opportunity to travel all over the world doing what he loves. Wade, man, thank you for joining. Welcome to the Marquee Brain Podcast. Hey, man, my pleasure, man. My pleasure to be here, man. Definitely. I appreciate it. So, Wade, you know, I just gave a little brief uh, of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe a few things that we may not know that's not in your bio. <laughs> Oh man, well, um, yeah, I'm with the barber. I've been in uh, in the barber industry for yeah over 13 years. I started cutting my hair since I was 12, so that's that's about jeez, uh, 20, 23 years ago, over. Um, and so, just been doing this thing for a minute. Uh, doing the uh, the hair units, they call them the man weaves now. Uh, so that I've been doing that for about four years, man. It's been a blessing. It's changed my life. Maybe that help uh, change other people's lives. People have been coming from all over the world to come get that stuff done, uh, teaching classes, um, you know, own two businesses, uh, have a nonprofit organization as well that I've been doing uh, for the last two years. Uh, you know, I have a 5163, man, it's been good. We've just been uh, trying to help people, man. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it, man. I mean, um, a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm also a musician, too. Um, I, I do music i'm real heavy in, in the church and all that good stuff so um yeah that's another thing that maybe people don't know but yeah gotcha. so you know after the age 12 and your interest in you know doing the hobby of being a barber what really was more of the inspiration as you got older to just decide hey being a barber was what i'm going to do 
and transitioning that into what I consider to be, you know, a major brand. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's been a blessing. But um, so I, um, I think Barbara kind of runs in my family. My, my dad, he, he used to cut, my uncle used to cut, my grandfather, my great grandfather had a barbershop. So it kind of ran in the blood. And um, man, I, I got out of I did college for a little bit. And um, I was trying to juggle that, work a full-time job, did retail. I helped my dad paint apartments. I did maintenance. Uh, I was a painter, like I said. Um, I was a paper boy. I did a lot of different things. But um, when it came down to a barbering was the only thing that I was passionate about. I was you know, always making sure my hair was fresh. And then people would see my hair and was like, yo, like, who cut you? And I was like, I did it. You know what I'm saying? So I started doing my friends and people like that. Some people at the church. Um, so yeah, man, I think it was just a passion of mine. And I just kind of, um, from, from, you know, age of 12 until probably about 19, uh, 19 to 20, I just kind of, you know, was skating with it. and was trying to figure my, figure my way through it. Cause you know what I'm saying? I guess at the time I wasn't like, it wasn't a proper thing to just be a barber. So I always, my, my, my parents always held us to high, high standards. So, uh, you know, they want us to finish college and do all the, you know, do all the normal stuff that, you know, parents want your kids to do. And, um, it didn't really work out for me. Um, so I, uh, I got done with all of that and, uh, I went to barber school and was like, listen, this is the only thing that I, I'm passionate about. And, uh, it went from there. Once I got in barber school, um, I met little Mo. Um, she, you know, the R and B singer, I don't know if you know who that is, but, uh, she, she's an R and B singer. And from that, in barber school, I started cutting her hair when she had a short haircut. And then I started cutting her, her husband at the time and staff, dances, and we started traveling around. Um, and she kind of taught me like little branding stuff, like, you know, how to brand myself. And like, you know, we was, I was passing out flyers after her shows and different stuff like that, man. And like, um, it just started going to the next level. And uh, the rest is history, you know. So kind of early on, you already were int introduced to doing artists, you know, celebrity type. Yeah, uh, it was almost, yeah, it was almost like um, it was almost like God was like, "Listen, this is what you're supposed to be doing." You know, you try other things, and this is this is your calling. This is the path that I have for you. And um, I, I don't know, man. I just it was divine. It was, it was destiny. I feel like you know. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So when did you make that decision though to switch from? barber to entrepreneur you know because i know a lot of barbers who you know they just cut hair they just stand behind the chair and they cut hair all day and you know they make their money and they kind of go on their way when did you make that decision hey well, yeah 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 i feel you um my thing is like i didn't really it was probably about six years into me cutting I was like, you know, it's time to, uh, to, to, to step out to the next level and go to the next level. Um, I think kind of entrepreneurship kind of running my family too. Like my, my dad, my first, my parents are pastors. Um, but then like my, my mom, she was an executive with, with AT&T. Then she, she started her own nonprofit and she started her own businesses. She had a driving school. Uh, my dad had his own painting and maintenance company. Um, my, my, you know, my family members would have business and stuff like that. So I was always taught to like, you know, don't just settle for just working for somebody. You know, everybody's not meant to work to be a boss. Somebody gotta 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 serve too. But uh if you feel the need or the call to um, you know, go to that next level, don't stay stagnant, always progress. And I think any barber, um, 
which is why we have so many barbershops. A lot of people, they had their dream is to have their own barbershop. Once they become a barber for a while, they're good at it, they want to have their own barbershop. So it's kind of like a normal level of progression. Um, and uh, yeah, I stepped out on faith and um, I got denied first mm. uh, with, 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 um, with getting the shop. Because um, at the time I was working, I, well, the level, how I went was I was at a barbershop, then I went and got a salon suite, which was just me in there for two years. And um, then it was like, all right, so I need to get out of this suite. It's just one, a small room. I need to get a shop. And um, I, got, I got denied and because I, I didn't have enough credit and different things in, in place to get the loan that I needed because I hadn't saved up enough uh, to get it done. And then it was like, uh, God said, <laughs> two of my clients, man, it was crazy. I tell this story all the time. It was like angels or something. Like, uh, they was like, hey, listen, what is it going to take you got this room? We need you to get a, a whole shot, bro. We, 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 big, we big dudes in this small room, bro. Like, you know, how we going, how, how you going, you got, what, what you going to do? And I was like, listen, I need a certain amount of money. Uh, and two weeks later, they gave me a check for that amount of money, man. Like, um, and I, um. I put them on a payment. Well, they put me on a payment plan to pay them back, and I was supposed to cut their hair for free for a certain amount of time. And I gave them checks, and they wouldn't cash them. Um, and I, to this day, I, I still don't cut their hair. I don't. I don't cut their hair anymore. So it's like almost like God had them come as angels uh, to help me, and they vanished in, this, in a sense. Like, um, yeah. So every now and then, I reach out to them and just check on them, just to see how they're doing, and just make sure everything, everything is everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's like, that's, that's how that happened for me. Right. Now you mentioned that passion was very, uh, instrumental in your progress as a barber turned entrepreneur turned, you know, IG phenomenon, (laughs) you know, how important do you really think passion is for any entrepreneur or, you know, Uh, you believe that you have to be passionate about what you do in order to be successful? Yeah, most definitely. You you have to definitely have a passion. If you don't have a passion for anything or you don't really like to do something, it's not something you 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 you, you enjoy doing. I don't think you're gonna be that good at it. It's just gonna be something you just do, and it's just gonna you're not gonna succeed or get to the level of greatness that you want to get to if it's not something that comes from within. You know what I mean? Um, so I tell all, all entrepreneurs: make sure that you uh, you 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 kind of. Follow your passion, but make sure there's a need for what it is that you're passionate about as well. When you when you are fulfilling a need, you'll always do well. You know what I'm saying? So if there's a need for whatever it is that you that you love to do, um, you know what I mean? You'll do well. Like that need and coupled with your passion, you won't you you're gonna kill it. Most definitely. You know what I mean? Right. So that key right there, the need, you know, I've been reading uh the past couple of days about kind of, you know, how to expand my own business more. And it always starts with this idea of the pain point or the need, Mm -hmm. you know. And one of the things that has recently hit the market, of course, are, you know, these hair units for men. Mm -hmm. And several people, you know, that I've seen online via IG, Facebook, what have you, have taking advantage of this opportunity. You know, I don't know if it's a trend, if it's a fad, but yet it is serving a need. So what made you start to kind of leverage that particular pain point per se 
into you know what has become seemingly a, a lucrative business for you well i mean um honestly i it wasn't like i sat around and was like oh let's do this. <laughs> like you know what happened was there was a young lady in my salon um she was a natural hairstylist shout out to Brittany, um and she she was doing she was adding a uh, head of dreads or whatever right and so i didn't even know that they even sold like afro hair you know what i mean like i just always used to see like the remy and the you know the long weaves that girls wear and stuff like that or whatever so i didn't even know there was such things like that like coarse hair that they could sell and so um she was like yeah yeah you can get it from the store or whatever um and um and I was like, man, there gotta be a way to, cause she was adding dreads. She was adding hair to the dreads. Like people were coming in and losing their, you know, their dreads and it'd be thinning. And she would fill it up. She was like, do do her thing, and they, you know, they head full. You know what I mean? It's not uh, thinning anymore. And so um, I was like, man, how do you do that? Like, you know what I mean? There gotta be a way we could do that for guys. And then we just kind of put our heads together and um, and did like a sewing on a dude, and we went from there. And um, it just I just started learning different techniques from there and practicing and trial and error, man. And, and, and it was like, man, because I do know that there was a need for it. Um, uh, I have a lot of clients that bald and pinning and I got a lot of guys are, are so conscious of that. And that's, you know, at the time we was using so much Beijing and, and all the, uh, the fibers and all that stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? So this is like a remedy for that because that stuff washes right off. You know what I'm saying? You put some water in your head and wrap people pillows and that stuff all the time. They get tired of that, you know what I mean? So that's where I came in and um, we fulfilled the need, I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, and I never thought it would it would blow up how, how it has um, with guys coming from all over the world to come get it. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, that's, how, that's how it happened. Yeah, I, you know, when I started to kind of lose mine, I just decided, hey, I'm just cutting it off. You know, yeah. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't that tight that was just going to try to hold on. Hey, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It ain't for everybody, and that's a, I think that's that's the thing. Like everybody be like, "Oh, you just need to cut it off, ball, go ball." I mean, right. some people ain't ready to go ball. You know, there's some people that that that's, that look good with a ball head, but there's some, and I think I'm probably one. I, if I go ball, I don't I don't know if it's gonna work for me. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, everybody was asked if I got one too. But yeah, you know, I used to think I was like, well, I wonder if he got a hair unit too, because you know, he got a head full of hair, you know, and it's 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 black and always cut right. You know, I'm like, he must got a hair unit too. I I don't have one, but if I needed to, I, I definitely would do it. You know, what I mean, I thought about putting doing a frontal because my forehead is is very big. It's been like that since I was a kid, but uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still praying about that. Time. Cool, cool, cool. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you creating a brand. You know, um, I came across your uh, your Instagram page and started kind of looking at some of these hair units that you were doing. And I was, share, you know, showing my mom and showing friends. I was like, y'all check out this, you know, this, this guy, Wade Barber's IG, because I'm like, these hair units are looking almost real. And who knew that that was what Steve Harvey was using, you know, and mm -hmm. several other celebrities, you know. And so what made that shift to start really establishing, you know, a brand via social media and, you know, really starting to share what I would say, you know, your personal brand, your life, pretty much. Well, I mean, I was doing social media. I already had 20,000 followers before I even started posting the unit stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
I think because I was already, um, you know, I, I, I stick very much by that you need to brand yourself. You need to be a brand. So I'd already kind of, you know, got into the whole celebrity field, cutting to different celebrities, working for BET, cutting for BET award stuff. Um, like a lot of shows on BET I've cut for uh, the BT honors, a lot of gospel stuff, um, man. So, I mean, I think that that's where the brand started and then it kind of went to the next level with the unit stuff. Um, <clears throat> social media, you know what I mean? Um, that's really, because I, 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 I believe, you know, social media, you, you post one picture, it can go somewhere. It could go where you don't, where you can't go, you know? I can post a picture and somebody in Turkey see it, you know what I'm saying, in five minutes, you know? And so, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely important. Um, a lot of guys are starting to get into it more now too, because they understand the importance of it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, some people would be like, no, nah, I'm not, I ain't with that taking pictures. But I had to quickly learn, like, even when I first started and I cut a few celebrities and stuff like that, people were like, why you didn't take a picture with them? You know, I, I kind of was like, nah, I, you know, I, ain't, I wasn't pressed to do that. You know, I wasn't like, it ain't gotta, I know I cut them, you know, but, now these days you have to show other people because it's like social it, it, that's that's your brand at that point yeah. you know what i'm saying it's like it's about who you know what you've done and um and then you, it's like now by doing that like sometimes i don't like the post but i have to I, you know it's a, it's a thing that i have to do now but um you you, you touch so many lives man and it's like so many people that look up to you i have so many people that hit me all the time and you're motivating me you're inspiring me and that's just for my posts, you know what I mean? From them seeing what I'm doing and how I move and stuff like that or whatever. So uh, just becoming a brand, man, that's an, it's very important for what you're trying to do. You have to figure out what artists and who you're trying to target and who you're trying to market to. Figure that out. Figure out, you know, you know, pretty much what they like and, and you go from there. You know what I mean? That's, that's becoming the brand. You know? you know, that's good that you talk about that. I was meeting with... Um couple of my um, mentor coaches in business and one of the things that I realized that I made the greatest mistake on when it comes to my brand is really uh, drilling down to that target audience like who am I really talking to who is my customer avatar you know and when it comes to you know building your brand or you know being a barber you know what advice would you give those who are coming up the ranks on, you know, how do they really kind of hone in on identifying who their true customer avatar is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it just, it's just really figuring out what is it that you want to get out of, out of your business? You know, is it, uh, do you want, um, do you, you, you want the, the average guy? You want the, the businessman? You want the entertainers? You want the celebrities? You want the ball players? You want, depends on, you know, you just got to figure out what is it that you're, that you, where you where is it that you're trying to be? I know with me, man, I just want to be the best that I, I can be in any area of my life. Whether I, whatever I put my hand to do, I just want to be one of the best to do it. And so with that, I want to. I, I like to appeal to everybody, but I understand that I'm not for everybody. I understand that everybody won't like me. Everybody won't come to me. You know what I mean? So I figure, what it, what is it that who is it that I, I, I appeal the most to, and who is it that I'm trying to attract? And I you know I try to I try to just stick with that, you know what I mean? Um, even with the hashtags you use, you know, uh, even, um, yeah, it's just like, when you put certain things out there, what, you, what, you, what you're deserving come back to you, you know what I mean? So if you put out, uh, even as far as your pictures, like try to put out quality, good pictures, clear pictures using 
Um, if you're gonna use your camera phone, you make sure that it's clear, not uh, not your lens, because sometimes we be taking pictures and the lens all, all, all got fingerprints and and, and and dirty and all that stuff or whatever. A lot of guys, are, uh, uh, a lot of barbers are getting into uh, using the uh, the real cameras. You know, actually, you know, using real cameras when you take your pictures cameras. and stuff. Yeah, and so. Those are um, those are those are key. Getting a, a real lens, a, a professional lens. Um, you got an iPhone. Use a portrait mode when you're taking the pictures. Uh, different stuff like that, man. And having a website, whatever you you know, make it make it legit. Like so, when I when I was out, when I got out of barber school, I I had I probably was the one of the first barbers that I knew of in my area that had a website. You know, um, you know, it makes you more legit. It makes you more like, oh, this dude, he he's serious. You know what I mean, like. Taking your business, branding yourself, doing flyers and cards, and uh, you know, just kind of sticking. It. When people come to your page, it's like consistency there, you know. Um, so, all those things are important. You know what I mean? Um, maybe you know, get get with a marketing person and, and ask them to help you, like a graphic design artist as well. Um, yeah. So, so hmm. certain things like that. Well, I'm glad you brought up you know website and and and, and marketing, and so we'll talk about that right after. Uh, this commercial break we're talking with wade the barber the the Third. instagram phenomenon the oh, hair um, master coach <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break at the end of the day we all want to live successful and impactful lives we all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve but sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, book your strategy session today. Go to MarkeithBraden.com, click on the Work With Me tab, and listen to the video, and look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate strategy session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. All right, welcome back. We are talking to Wade the Barber. Uh, in the first half, you may have heard a little bit of crackling noise. Uh, we do apologize about that, but, you know, we, we kind of fixed that. And so hopefully the second half, the audio will be much better. But anyhow, the information is great. And so hopefully you can ignore some of that background noise and just grab the information. But before we left, Wade was talking about, you know, you know branding yourself and, and having a website and having uh, a marketing person to kind of help you out to brand yourself. And so, Wade, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, why was it important for you to really get that website up as a, as a barber? You know, you know, today you, you may find more barbers with websites, but 
you know, why is it important just to have, you know, a landing page or a website that kind of gives people information about you? Well, I mean, it, it, it eliminates a lot of people from having to call you all the time, mm. uh, especially if they're, if they're, if they're going to read. Um, now, some people still don't read. They got, they listen. They got, you got everything right there for them, and they still decide they want to call you. But some people just that's the that's the way they communicate. Uh, but uh, it does help with with that. Um, also, my website, you can set an appointment. So you, instead of hitting my phone or or trying to make an appointment with me in person, you can just go on on the website at any time and make your appointment. You know, now whether is booked up or not that story but you can still make the appointment you know what i mean so that's why you need to have a website uh it's just it's just professional man um you can block out the days ahead of time that you that you don't want to work different things like that uh, now i'm talking about just with barbering but if you have a website it's just whatever you do you know it's not just about barbering but uh, whatever you do it is it is good to have that so you can just tell people what you're about you know they can see your pictures and, and, and they can see what you got going on your website you know what i mean um and and your social media like make sure that you have the instagram and facebook and twitter and whatever all the social media outlets uh because these days man a lot of people are, are on their phones at all times nobody's really reading newspapers or and that they're not reading uh, uh magazines like that and stuff like that they have digital magazines they have instagram they have you know facebook and websites and different things like that um everybody's social media is that's the wave right now um for this generation even the older people um you know like my mom like she she's 60 almost 70 years old she be on facebook all the time you know she texting and, and sending messages and stuff like that you know what i mean so um you know you just have to make sure that you you're 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 you people where they are uh and not sticking not keeping yourself in a box because a lot of us do stick you know just because it's cause, because it's foreign to us we a lot of the times we try to shy away from it, but you have to step out of the box sometimes and and uh, make sure that you you're staying current to what's what's new. So I'm a barber, um, wanting to maybe dip my foot into entrepreneurship, wanting to you know really expand my reach, but I don't know how to do none of that stuff. What should I do? <laughs> well, if you're a barber and you don't know how to do that, I'm sure there's somebody that is in your in your in your in your reach that you can go to and ask, hey man, how did you do this? How did you do that? You know what I mean? Um now if you're a barber, first of all, that's let's let's make sure before you're trying to start a shop and open a shop, make sure you got your license. That's one <laughs> that's one of the a lot of these brothers out here, man. I know some, I'm staying on a few few uh friends that I have right now. Um, you know, they went to barber school, still ain't got a license. I don't understand that. But anyway, you know, I know some people have test anxiety and all that stuff, but get your license, man. Be legit out here. Don't be out here having to look over your shoulder for state board trying to come in there and shut you and the owner down. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that you are legit in whatever you're doing, uh, that you that you're able to, you know, be be confident confident that you're good. You know what I mean? So let's start there. Um, and then uh if you're trying to as far as entrepreneurship and opening your own shop, make sure that you're compliant with the state and what they require for whatever it is that you're trying to do with your shop. Make sure you get your proper license in um, and, and, and all that things. Like I got, I got with a lawyer, made sure that I was good with that. Make sure that, um, that my employees had manuals and, 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 and handbooks and you're just not coming in here and just working. You, you got to read the rules first and then we can, then we can, 
get you, you know, get you a chair and all that or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, so those are, those are different things. Um, you know, making sure that, um, uh, vacation is, is, is good. Uh, making sure you have parking. If you're in a, a place that requires parking now, some city spots, if you're in a major city like a DC or New York, a lot of times you're not going to get no parking. Um, because most people in those type of cities don't drive. They always catch in public transportation or Uber and something like that. So it, it works out for you. It's cool. Um, but if you're in a, a city that's not like that, make sure you have parking. Um, let's see. What else? What else, man? Uh, so much so stuff. I wasn't prepared for uh, the check, the whole checklist. But, yeah, I mean, those are different things that you can make sure. Make sure you have the website, the social media, like I just was talking about. Um, and, and branding it and, and just getting, getting a logo, get a shop logo, hmm. get a logo for yourself. You know what I mean? Make sure that your stuff is not too busy, uh, that people can, 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 can see what it is, see what you're trying to present. And it's, it's not all busy in the place, you know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. Cool. So, you know, one of the things that I know many entrepreneurs struggle with, you know, especially I, me, even when I first got started is charging what you're worth, <laughs> you know, yep. how, how, how do you, how, how you make that shift from so <laughs> charging what you're worth? Go on. I know you won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm still, I still struggle with that uh, a little, a little myself now. Um, at this point, it's just kind of like it is what it is. Uh, you know, either you like it or you don't. I'm not for you. I'm okay. You know, you can go to one of my other guys, and which I I lost a lot of uh, a lot of regular haircuts. So I don't do all right. So I only do haircuts on Fridays and part of Saturdays. Most of the other part of my week is dedicated to units. So Monday through Thursday, and then half day on Saturday, I'm doing units all day. So um, now at the point, I got to the point where it doesn't make it didn't make sense for me to ha do haircuts that much anymore. So uh, I went from $35 a cut to 60, you know what I mean? And so I had to, I had Is to a regular leave. haircut. Yeah. With an appointment. I don't care. I only, I only do appointments. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's $60 in a regular or fade is you're paying for my, for my time. And so um some guys are like that's that's crazy but most of my most of my clients was that i already was cutting anyway uh most of them still with it they understand you know and they and so what did it what did, what did it you, take what did it take though i mean it, it, it maybe took, it has something to do took, with the area right. that you're in but what did it take well, to shift from because in, in nashville you know i would make an appointment and the most it was going to cost me was 25. so what is it what does it take mentally to go from 25 to 60. All right. So a lot of times when you say what you're worth, now, if you're getting a quasi cut every time, that's one thing. But also when you're dealing with a barber that is a celebrity bar that works with celebrities and, and, and does shows, different things like that, like I think it made it easier for me to like to kind of to raise the prices. And it's like my clients understood, you know what I mean? Because at that point, your value kind of went up. Sense, you know what I mean? So it's like, listen, we want you to be here and cut our cut our hair as opposed to going and always traveling. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So you get more money on the road. So it's almost like looking out for your for your barber. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you max out because you only get cut a certain amount of hairs a day. 
and then you max out as far as um, what, yeah, you max out with what you can, what you can bring home a day. You know what I mean? And this is the way I look at it. And I try to tell people, um, not just, you know, because like, if you got a good solid barber, I feel like you should look out for them and whatever they charge, you know, try to, try to, try to, try to, you know, now some of this is, if it's ridiculous, then I got to work that out. I, I mean, I don't know, but I intentionally raise mine so I can drop some clients that really didn't really work all the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still, they still rock with me and I love them for that. They, they loyal and I, I, I fool with them. You know what I mean? But, um, so this is the thing. You also have to realize that barber, now I'm talking about good barbers, not, not unreliable, shiesty barbers. That barber, he's there for your appointments. Like, you're, you, you know, anytime you need him, he's there. We are having back problems. We got socially, got uh, health insurance to take care of. We got kids to take care of. You got, uh, you know, you got family or, you know what I'm saying? They, they got to live, you know what I mean? So with that being said, a lot of our time has been dedicated to being in the shop. Some of us don't have lives. I don't know, for me, I mean, I was spending my, my life, you know, I had many relationships that failed because I didn't have that much. I couldn't give the time that, that needed to cultivate that relationship, right? Because I was working. And, you know, I'm the type, I'm scared, like, I'm scared of being broke. So I always, I love my money. So that's, you know what I mean? But that's, I'm learning now that I have to make more time for things that are important. But anyway, that's another story. So listen, we are sacrificing a lot of time and a lot of our lives to be there for your, you and your haircut. A lot of people feel like we robots and like we, we, you know what I'm saying? Like our life revolves around you, but we're not getting compensated for that. You know what right. I'm saying? There'd be dudes that will ask me to come in the shop for on a day that I'm off and, you know what I'm saying? Come in late and still don't get no tip. Like it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now, man, I'm like, yo, I had to, I got to charge more, man. Like, like, I got to make it worth my while, you know what I mean? And it's like, if people don't, they don't like it, then maybe I'm not the dude for you. Maybe you need to go somewhere else. But also, I think some barbers try to, they get money hungry and they try to um, raise prices prematurely. You only been cutting a couple of years and, and you already had, you know, $60, $50, you know what I mean? I'm just like, eh, put your time in first, you know what I mean? Build up your, build up your name, your reputation, your brand, and then you can kind of, certain things you can kind of just, you can it makes sense that you charging that i didn't I, you know i started at 15 20 dollars a haircut and then i jumped to 22 and then i jumped to 30 you know what i'm saying it was like a, a easier transition i did how easy like this this last go around uh when i raised my prices but it was either like the units y'all gonna have me i'm just not gonna cut your head no more or you're gonna have to pay the price now you know what i mean so because it makes sense to just do units at this point you getting 200 to 650 dollars a head as a point, and that and that thirty dollar haircut. Eh, so the sense. whole idea of building the brand is what makes the difference. Yeah, you know, yeah, the build a brand and a branded barber or branded, you know, uh, chef or branded uh, beautician or branded nail technologist or what have you, than somebody who just does the job. Yep, and it's about the demand too. If you right. are a barber that's on that stay booked all the time, you you'll be okay. Because there's going to be people that will pay it. Cool. So what is life like now? You know, um, just, you know, watching from afar via social media, noticing that, you know, um, you're, you're traveling and it's, it's during the week, right? And yeah. you're not missing out, I don't think, on any money, right? How do, how do well, I become, I how does that person, 
how does that person who's listening say, you know, man, you know, I'm behind this chair every day. And here he is, you know, posting that he's in Dubai and, you know, all these other. I'm in Barcelona right now. Barcelona, right? Right now. But listen, so this is the thing. This is something that my my, my parents taught me, and I'm so grateful because uh, my grandfather taught my mother this, and she taught us this, all right? If you get a dollar, and this is a problem that barbers and stylists have because we get get cash in our hand every day but we spin it a lot of times just as fast as we get it, all mm. right? You get a dollar, you put away 50 cents. If you cannot put away 50 cents, you put away a quarter. I live by that, okay? So whatever I get, I'm putting it up, I'm putting it away. Uh, whether it's saving and putting it in something that you ain't gonna touch like that and let it, let it get some interest. Also do mutual funds and stocks and all that stuff. And a lot of us, we don't think like that. And I'm just, I'm not gonna lie, I always did think as far as the mutual funds and all that stuff. But I looked at myself and I'm like, man, I got all this money sitting in the account and it's not gaining any interest or anything. But 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 wait, I'm not I'm not charging sixty dollars a haircut. I'm it's I'm not still about, it's not about charging. I'm still charging twenty. Well, first of all, if you just charging fifteen, twenty, you need to up that to at least thirty. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's standard price at this point in the game. So you you short yourself. You get get to where the standard is, and then you can work that. But my thing is maybe then you need to downsize on what you're doing as far as your living expenses and, or, or whatever until you're able to save. A lot of us want to floss. We want cars. We want houses, stuff like that. And we don't got no money in the bank. And so you know, like I I I've just built a house. You know what I mean? But I didn't do. I didn't give go to that point because I was renting an apartment for a while. I had a house back when I was 25. I sold it when I got before I got married, and that didn't work out. And then I uh, I regretted selling my house. But anyway, I was able to buy another one and got it built from the ground up. But I also had money in the bank. You know what I mean? So some some of us even you, 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 that's because I I save. You know, so there's a times where I would grind. And that's another thing with barbers, man. Stop turning away clients. So if it's like I got some dudes be like they out of the shop at six to seven o'clock. When you grinding, you trying to like build. There's a season where you got to put your time in. There's times where I would. A lot of people see me now, but they don't understand the time that I put into this. Like I would get off at one and two and three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, like and be there, like literally had started at eight in the morning. You know what I mean? Got a couple of hours of sleep and go right back at it. But I'm working. I'm making that bread and I'm putting it away. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put it. You have to have a season of of of, of grinding so you can reap later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stop buying clothes. Stop going out, spending it on drinks and and and, and smoke or, or whatever you're doing. You spend it on chicks, live girls. It's expensive dating. So <laughs> like, so a lot of times we 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 blowing our money on on our stuff, and, and you got nothing to show for it. We working, we ain't got nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? So it's about using wisdom, man, and, and, and it's re- restructuring some things um, and saving. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much you make, whatever you get, put something away. Because a lot of us, man, we are already billionaires. We're already uh, able to have a lot, but we don't, we're don't. we not good stewards of what we already have. Man. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I just went completely full-time June the 1st in my business. You know, I, over the last, you know, 10 years, I've always just kind of did it on the side and made the decision I was in a full-time ministry the last four years and decided that I was, you know, had to choose, you know, either the business suffers or I keep, you know, doing the church thing. And, you know, I just felt God pushing me towards, you know, growing the business because that too was ministry. 
um, because it inspired other people to, you know, do the things that they truly uh, dreamed of doing themselves. Um, But the reason why I could do that was because I, I'm not completely out of debt, but I kept my living expenses very low. I still live in the same townhouse I bought when I was 26. Mm-hmm. You know, and the market in Nashville has yep. tremendously, you know, quadrupled to where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm paying a $650 mortgage where the people who are living next door to me or renting in my neighborhood are paying 1400 Right. You know, and so, you know, keeping those living expenses to the to the to the place where you can you can handle it. You know, and my and my thought process was this, you know, if push came to shove, you know, I could drive Uber to pay six hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're definitely right. You know, Dave Ramsey says live like no one else does now so that you can live like no one else later. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's facts, man. I'm mean, even with now, like now, like I, I took the whole month of well, most of the month of September off, um, and I just I take a month. I mean, I take a week off every month now, so I can just have a, val- a balanced life because I work so much. Uh, but you know, I'm 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 tightening up on my spending a little more because I, you know, you get to a point where oh, like you got this, you got money, you know, money in the bank, you got this, you know, I got a Porsche, I got a Range Rover. I was gonna say, man, you got a Range, you got a Porsche, yeah. you got a brand yeah. new house. But 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 the thing about it is, I just I just sat back, back, even yeah. But I just sat back though, bro. Like the other day, man, and I was like, man, like even though I can afford this stuff, but do I need it? I don't need two cars. I don't need no Porsche and a Range Rover. You know what I'm saying? And so like I'm to the, I'm to the point now. It's not, it's not about flossing no more. And and um, you know it's cool to have it, but I'm over it. I had the Porsche for three years now. Um, so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about now. Downsizing a little bit and just on some, you know, putting that money into something that's going to bring me a return. You know, getting, you, getting, you, getting you a Prius, right? Yeah. Well, I don't even. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I, I would get another car. I was just like, just drive my truck. I love my truck. Oh, you I know what I mean? So yeah. my thing was like, listen, I don't need two cars. I'm. It's only one me. I don't got no kid. I ain't got no girl right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my thing is like. What? What you drink? Because my, I, I look at my, my range. I mean, my, uh, I drive the range all the time. But my Porsche is sitting in my driveway, bro, like collecting dust. Like I literally have to, I have to drive it sometimes just because it just, you know, when you let a car sit so long, you know what I mean? You right, right, right. And so it's like I'm paying this money for this, the insurance and the car payment. But no, it's just sitting there. It's you just know, sitting. I don't know. To me, to me, it's not wisdom. I got other business ventures that I want to do, mm-hmm. other things, and that money could go into something else that's going to actually help somebody and bring in, bring a better return. And so that's just where I'm at, man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I need I need my house. I need my house now. Some people are like, yo, like you got this big old house by yourself. But one day I will have a family again. So, you know, that's, I'm, I, you know, I like my house. <laughs> so I'm keeping that. I, I got you. You know, uh, I, I'm of the mindset. You know, one, the Range Rover is really one of my dream cars. But I always said I wanted two cars, but one had to be paid for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah and yeah. the only reason why I say that is because you know when I take my car to the shop. I got to figure out, well, how I'm going to get around the rest of the day. You know, I don't, I hate yeah. sitting at the shop. I hate, you know, so, you know, it all just depends on, you know, the perspective, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you pay for, if you pay for the car, right. My thing is like, like I said, cars depreciate so fast and I'm the type, I'll be 
done with cars after two, three years. I'll be over. I want something new. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it don't make sense for me. Like, um, they just buy cars out just outright. You know what I mean? Right. And it just, you know, yeah, I, I like to switch up too much. So um, maybe that's my own problem. But, you know. So one, one final question that I think, you know, many people uh, who happen to m- maybe be barbers or um, maybe be entrepreneurs who want to get into uh, that whole celebrity industry, you know, what are some tips that you could give those who are interested in working, you know, and serving celebrities challenges and pain points as you do today? All right. So let me ask, let me, uh, let me honestly say this. And people may not want to hear this. Everybody be where, you know, a lot of barbers want to be a celebrity and all that stuff. All right, let me say this. All right, all right. It's nice to rub elbows with people that you've seen on TV and, and you cut their hair and stuff like that. But it is not as lucrative as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? It looks nice. But a lot of these, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, like people do a house call. I mean, it's cool. Some guys it's cheap. And then some celebrities, they used to get people to do stuff for free and discounted for them. So, I mean, like, I've had some celebrities try to lowball me and be like, yo, I'm only going to give you my house call fee is starts at 125 150 and you only trying to give me $75, $60 to come and shot what I'm doing. And that's another thing. It's like a lot of sitting around and wait. You got to wait for people and, and, you know, they have you at one time and then you got to wait for them and, and, you know, all that stuff or whatever. And then so my whole day is messed, thrown off because you had me come in the middle of my day, stop what I was doing, I had to move people around and come go cut your hair. And then it's just like, a, it's just a lot sometimes. And it's not, um, I just not always crack with the beat. And I'm not going to say this is bad and it's, it's cool. I love uh, being able to be in that position to, to cut different people's hair and, and, and meet people and, and to connect. But uh, I just want a lot of guys to get out of the mindset of, oh, I just want to be a celebrity, celebrity barber. You know, there's a lot of guys that to get that you, you, you be named as a celebrity barber. All right. Unless you're on this person's team and they travel, you're traveling with them, even with that, it's, I don't know how much money you're really going to get. But you make more money at the shop. And I have barbers that I know personally that I have to tell that to because you show them you're chasing celebrities, but you're missing out on this shop money, which is more consistent. You know what I'm saying? And then now you're losing clients because, oh, he going to cancel my appointment because he's going to go cut this celebrity. So I'm not going with him. I'm not going with him uh, because he's inconsistent and he's not reliable. You know what I'm saying? And so I never chased a celebrity. It was like, this is the thing. If it's for you to cut them, it'll happen. You brand yourself and you put yourself out there, um, you know, be, be, you know, be good. And the right person will, it, your path will cross. You know, it's about who you know. It's about uh, the people, um, you know, some people uh, connect with different promoters in, in different cities at clubs and stuff like that. And, and then when a celebrity comes to that club, you cut that promoter hair free or you, you, you get in good with that promoter. The celebrity, I mean, that, they, the celebrities that come to that club, they be like, oh, who's a barber? And the promoter puts you on. You know, there's different ways to do that if you want to. Um, that's a little nugget. Uh, if you, you know, you if you get get in good with different people that have the connects, you know what I'm saying? That's an easy way to do it. But at the same time, I don't want people to get caught up on. I just want to be a celebrity barber. It's cool, but you can make a lot of money uh, doing your, you know, just doing doing work like the people that got money. <laughs> you right, know what I'm saying, right. and that's what I talked about. That's why I said figure out what market you where you want to market um, yourself because um, you know if you get more business minded people that have the bread and charge that charge that premium, you 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 better off. You know what I mean. But um, it's about knowing the knowing the right person, being at the right place at the right time, uh, being reliable, being professional, 
and uh, being on your on your stuff, you know, being a good barber, like if you can cut, of course the celebrities won't let you cut their hair because they in your city and they need a haircut. So. Well, you know, I know many of my listening audience may not necessarily be barbers, but, you know, some of the things that you shared today are definitely transcend different industries. You know, as a digital marketer and a personal brand strategist, there are things that you talked about today that I definitely can begin to apply to my own business, especially when it comes to, you know, my time and putting placing a value on my time. Because I was just talking to some individuals today and I was like, you know, I have, you know, so many clients that I have to physically work with, you know, and I know I'm trying to build more of a a digital uh, brand business, a digital uh, business that allows me the opportunity to kind of, you know, be location independent and time free. Um, And if you want my time, if you want me to physically be in your presence, then you're going to have to pay that premium rate, you know, Mm -hmm. and because I know that now, I know how I need to now re kind of rebrand myself so that people understand that, you know, if you want me, it's one price, but if you're mm-hmm. doing an online course or if you're doing something virtual, then it's a, you know, it may be a different price. If you are a, a do it yourselfer versus done for you, it's a different price, you know, but we got to, as entrepreneurs really determine what that value is and how we're going to um, really kind of strategize our businesses so that that it benefits us while at the same time serving the client right right yeah that's 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 very true and i like i i created my day rate kind of through that in the sense of like i like i i create my day rate depending on like what is it that i make at the shop or what would i normally make and if somebody wants me to go and leave everything to come to them or do something like that you have to match what i what I would be missing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of like, you know what I mean? You know what you're worth and what, you, what you're going to be missing if you pick up and go somewhere. I mean, but that's what barbering, but it's different ways to create your, right. your, uh, your, your pricing, how you want to do things as well too. So yeah, cool. that's what's up, man. You got it, brother. You got it. Yeah. Well, we didn't get into everything that I wanted to, but, you know, I think this is a good, good podcast to be able to share with those who want to, want to listen and, and learn a little bit more about about you and about the things that um, uh, you shared today. And so before we leave, why don't you kind of share, you know, some words of encouragement, inspiration to those who just getting started or those who maybe feel like they got stuck and how they can kind of uh, rejuvenate and kind of reinvigorate their, their efforts towards kind of really fulfilling their own personal goals. Right. Well, uh, if it's, if, you know, what I would say is, um, if you're in a, in a rut or if you're in a place where you feel like, you know, you kind of lost hope or, you know, you, you're in a, a season where you're just chilling and not really, you know, first of all, man, just figure out, figure it, figure out what is it that you want to do. Um, like I said, create, make sure, making sure you're passionate about it, make sure it's a need for it. And also, man, work on just, um, like knowing who you are, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we are fearful and we, um, we kind of second guess ourselves and doubt ourselves because our confidence is not there. And we, we have this fear of a failure and all that. And you, you got to really step out there. You know, sometimes you got to step out there. Once you figure out what is it that you want to do, step out there and just try it. You know what I mean? And, 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 and just, I mean, listen, if you fail, you try it at least. And then you, it, it, there's things that maybe you could have did better. 
Uh, so the next time you do the, do those things that are, you know that's going to get you to that place. You know what I mean? Keep trying till you get it. You know, and um, and I, honestly, I mean, I don't know if everybody's Christian and all that stuff, but whatever, whatever God you believe in, you pray and and you 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 ask for direction and guidance. You know, and what you and what you're doing, and I, and I believe the reason that I am where I am is not because I have a two step plan. I have this big old plan. A lot a lot of this is because of my faith. Is because of a relationship that I have with God um, that has gotten me where I am. And I believe that I try to keep God first in whatever I do, man. And it's honestly, man, the favor of God, man, it's just awesome. Like, <laughs> there are things that I can think of and it'll come to pass and things that have happened because I trust in God. And, um, you know, I wasn't always to that point. You know, life had to happen and kind of, uh, you know, I had to redirect some things. But I'm, I'm grateful that's where I am now. And I am grateful. Um, for that and uh, you you can have that same thing you know that same that same favor that same level um you know i mean like i said keep that keep god first uh be passionate and 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 you know write the plan out right write out what you want to do write it out write out everything and you ask other people um that may be in the, the line of work that you want to be in ask them what they did to get to their to their uh you know other successful people um ask them what is what was it that they did to get to where they are and you follow that same thing, man, and, and, and kind of reinvent it to fit what works for you as well. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes if the wheel ain't broke, don't try to reinvent it. You know what I mean? So it depends on, you know, what is it that you want to do and figure that out and stay focused. No distractions. Uh, a lot of us get distracted by people, what people say, um, by relationships, by a lot of the things that don't matter. So stay focused. Stay focused and you got it. All right. Stay focused and you got it. Well, Wade, I appreciate you joining me for the Marquee Break podcast. I, I thank you for taking time out of your vacation to share with the listening audience. And hey, I know people will get some great information from this. Appreciate it. What a great interview that was with Wade the Barber, Wade Menendez. I am so excited that you took the time out to listen to this interview and hopefully you gleaned some great things, some great tips on how you can utilize social media, how you can utilize some of the principles in which Wade talked about. You know, he's not just a barber. He's truly an entrepreneur who has learned how to innovate himself as a master barber, as someone who is sought after in the world to not only cut hair, but yet to teach people how to run a successful business. I am thankful each and every week that you join me to listen to the Marquee Brayton podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying these conversations that I'm having with what I believe to be or who I believe to be influential entrepreneurs. And so I'm really leveraging this podcast as an opportunity to engage other entrepreneurs who are successful, who are doing great things in the world and in their business, and then allowing them to share their story with you on the Marquee Brayton podcast. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. Hey, take some action Send me an email. Let me know how I can best serve you through this podcast. And if you're interested in any level of coaching, sign up to get a complimentary consultation with me for 30 minutes and go by going to my website, MarkeithBrain.com and clicking on the contact me tab. Also, leave me a rating and review of this episode. I do apologize for some of the audio quality issues, but 
the information was really good. Have a great rest of the week, and we will catch you back next week on the Marquise Braden Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast at MarkeithBraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.